Sloth Uni. Football season is officially back and the world is a better place for it again. Yesterday, we had our season opener, Chiefs versus Lions, and while it wasn't the offensive fireworks we were hoping for, it was still a great game nonetheless. I wasn't expecting too much out of the Chiefs offense without Kels, but I still expected them to show up. I'm still looking for Sky Moore though. I put out a missing persons report, so anybody, if you see a 5'10 light skin in red wearing a number 24, please contact the Kansas City Chiefs because this quarterback needs them. Put your headphones on, get ready to go. Prepare yourself for a stereo show. The whole world's mad for the modernized sound of the stereo disc and the tape with the earphones bass on the left side, singing on the right side. To be honest, both defense really handled business. The Chiefs defense, we're going to start off with them. Their secondary really shined. I mean, it wasn't too much tough comp outside of Amon Ross St. Brown. Josh Reynolds really handled business, but he was more of a like a clutch situational player. Outside of Amon Ross St. Brown, the Lions have almost nobody. But nonetheless, the Chiefs secondary did shine. The main thing to talk about was their D-line, though. Without Chris Jones, they looked okay. They were really suspect against the run, but they were pretty solid against the pass. They got a lot of pressure. Surprisingly, without Chris Jones, I thought they would have been a lot worse off. I'm not going to lie. He might be sweating a little bit. Still, you got to pay that man because without Chris Jones, your entire D-line does look completely different. David Montgomery, while he's not a bad running back, he was still ripping off runs down the middle after run 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 I don't care about the memes about him getting two yards three yards he still had a solid day 21 carries for 70 yards it's not the best but he had a solid day you can joke about all the two yard three yard runs they did not stop him in the red zone when it mattered the most for like a six seven yard run the biggest thing about the Chiefs defense that I noticed and while it's not a big thing in football that happens office they didn't really force any turnovers they did get one forced fumble but Jared Goff took care of the ball for the most part. There was a crazy stat. He hasn't thrown an interception since week eight of last season. I don't know how much longer that's going to last, but I'm interested to see. But yeah, give props to the Chiefs defense. They held the Lions offense to only two offensive scores. Their offense looked pretty stagnant for the majority of the game, and they couldn't get anything really going outside of that first quarter, a little bit of the second quarter, and then the fourth quarter. But literally everything in between where you're just winging it and you're supposed to get it done, they got literally nothing done. The Chiefs defense handled business. They couldn't get too much done because of the pick six on offense, but you know, what are you going to do? The Chiefs offense, on the other hand, man, Mahomes is inevitable. Without Kels, there's chinks in the armor, but like Mahomes is just, if anybody still doubts him to this day, you got to get your eyes checked. Because it's something wrong. Like something real wrong. Because Mahomes is, without a doubt, the best quarterback in the NFL. Name me one other quarterback outside of Tua Tungavailoa that, <laughs> that can get it done with wide receivers of those caliber. I don't even want to hear memes because Tua has done it with wide receivers of that caliber before. Go look at his rookie year. But we're not talking about Tua right now. And yes, I'm going to bring up Tua any possible chance I can. If you're new to this place... 
we Dolphins country around here. This is not Miami, but this is Dolphins country around here. But I'm, I'm you know what? I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the tour talk and the Dolphins talk to Sunday. I'm gonna leave it to Sunday. But the Chiefs wide receivers, they look. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna sound crazy. I'm gonna sound crazy. They didn't look too bad. Listen, <laughs> they they looked bad, but there is room for improvement. There's room for hope. The two shining factors that I saw. No, I'm not gonna say Sky Moore. I. If, if you started Sky Moore. It up right now. If you started Scott Moore, I'm, I'm crying for you, crying for me, pouring one out, and just know that we, we will we will never do that again until until he proves himself. Now we're not gonna talk about Scott Moore though. He, he's missing missing an action. He did he did get one catch though. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like he didn't do anything. He did get a catch. He got called back, but Sky Moore it's not gonna show up on a stat line. Sky Moore got a catch in this game. Not gonna act like he didn't do anything. But the stat line says zero. Rasheed Rice and Kadarius Tony going forward, other than Travis Kels, will be the only two wide receiver options that I will be showing any interest in on this offense. Rasheed Rice was a rookie, had problems with drops throughout the preseason. He dropped his first ball coming into the game, but he bounced back. He had a solid game. He was in a three-way tie for targets on a team with five. He had three receptions for 29 yards, and he caught a touchdown. Solid day for the rookie. I do see him developing more of a role going forward and progressing with Patrick Mahomes. So out of everybody, I would say, crazy enough, he is either my number one or number two pickup. I wouldn't say pickup. I mean, I would put out some feelers in fantasy football for trades for Rasheed Rice. Just no see where it's kind of headed. He did catch a touchdown in his first ever game, so... I don't know how cheap the price will be, but I'd be interested in it. Now, this Kadarius Tony, I know it sound it sounds sounds like sounds sounds like I, I'm in a mental institution right now after the game he just had. But level with me, Patrick Mahomes came out after the game and said he still trusts Kadarius Tony, and I quote, he will still go to him in those key situations. So Kadarius Tony is the guy he looks for when he's in trouble. Without Travis Kelce, of course. We we all know there's multiple times in this game, even when even when it was going to go to Kadarius Tony, these passes would have realistically went to Travis Kelce. Travis Kelce is the one of this offense. But if there's going to be any other receiving threat, it'll be one of those two, Rasheed Rice or Kadarius Tony. Yes. He had the drops. I don't think he'll be dropping balls like that the entirety of the season. It's not realistic. This is probably the cheapest you'll ever get to two of these receivers, especially Kadarius Tony. You you could probably in Dynasty trade out a 2026, 2027, whatever third or fourth round pick for Kadarius Tony. They'll accept it. People are seething with rage. Listen, the man just deleted his Twitter. Rightfully so. He should not be on social media right now after that game. That is a horrible place to be for your mental. Like, you can make jokes about the game, you know, he disappeared, drops, horrible game, blah, blah, blah. Don't, don't, don't at the man. Because at the end of the day, he's still a professional that was playing his heart out. Yes, yes, he had one of the most atrocious games that I have ever seen. Let me not lie. <laughs> Let me not lie, because there was a man on the other side of the ball that we're going to talk about who 
He too old for that shit. I ain't even gonna, I ain't even gonna, I ain't even gonna sugarcoat it. He too old for that shit. <laughs> like, it's no other way to put it. I'm gonna say it again. He's too old for that shit. Like, everybody's talking about Kadarius Tony. Like, there isn't a man on the other side of the field on another team that had a worse game. I don't know how this is getting overshadowed like nobody's talking about it. I guess because he's quote-unquote irrelevant, but we're going to talk about that later. Tight end room without Travis Kels. They were solid. They have five catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. I feel like without Travis Kels, they will continue to be solid. The tight end room really low-key carried the whole, like, wide receiving core because they were the most consistent every time Travis or every time Patrick Mahomes looks for them. They delivered. And I just want to point this out. I feel like a lot of these people on social media that's been, like, upset about the right tackle jumping off sides, I feel like y'all really don't watch football, for real. Because if you go back last year and look at almost every single left tackle, right tackle from all 32 teams I'm very confident in saying at least 26 of those teams had an offensive tackle doing that exact same thing for at least 12 games just the way he was doing it like every single snap of the game the refs did not call it this was a thing last year why are we still talking about it (laughs) I I thought we had like discussed this last year that this was a thing that that was happening yes it shouldn't be happening but apparently in the rule books, it's fair. There's a certain way that they can do it to where they can get away with it. And it's only the tackles. So I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. I feel like it's an unfair advantage to the offensive side. But if the refs aren't calling it, why don't you do it on the offensive side as well? That's what I really didn't get. Why do I didn't the, why didn't Panay Sewell or anybody or the Lions tackle side do it? Like, it's not like anybody else in the league wasn't doing it. It's not like... Oh, it's just this this Chiefs bias. Only the Chiefs are doing it. Like, no, it's, it's not just the Chiefs doing it. It's, it's not just the Chiefs doing it. Another thing about the Chiefs offense, there will be a three-way split at running back. Thank you, Andy Reid, for, like, force-feeding Clyde Edwards-Hilaire down our throats for absolutely no reason, even though he's a fine running back. He, he didn't need to start that game. Why did you just, like, give us all anxiety like that? <laughs> yeah. There was no reason he needed to start. Like, did he really need to start that game? You know what? Maybe maybe he did. Yeah, I'm not in the locker room. <laughs> I'm not in the locker room. Maybe he did need to start that game. But I feel like that was just disingenuous to him a little bit. If he started him the game, featured him in the first drive, and then he completely disappeared until, like, the fourth quarter. But Pacheco will obviously be the main guy from what we saw in the game. I don't know if he'll get as many dumb down targets as he would have gotten if Travis Kels was there. But until Travis Kels does get back, he will be a focal point in the receiving game if the D-line forces Mahomes to actually dump it down. But it looks like, oddly enough, Jarek McKinnon is their red zone running back. Even if they're at the one-yard line, I I don't know why you have a a power back at the one-yard line and don't just rush it in. But hey... Listen, Andy Reid was on one that game. Not even going to lie. Felt like he was low-key playing Madden a little bit. Listen, I don't hate it. <laughs> but, bro, you 4th and 25 and like, two minutes left. You had all three timeouts. You could have made some work. Like, you, you could have made some work. Listen, I get it. You got Patrick Mahomes, Mr. Invincible, Mr. Inevitable, him a hims. 
but it's 425, my bro. You don't got Tyree Kill no more. Two years running. Travis Kelsis on the sideline, not in uniform. He hurt. Who is really finna catch this ball right now? I get you have trust in your team, but this is this is a whole other like professional football team on the other side. I get it though. I respect it. I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> I probably would have done the same thing fourth and twenty-five. I respect it. I respect it. But I feel like you 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 could have went the other way with that. But I respect the call. I would have done the same thing. So I'm not gonna sit here arguing like it was a bad call or anything. Because the first fourth down call, I see fourth and twenty. I can see, you know. It's a little bit more doable. 4th and 25, it's getting into the crazy territory. That's getting into Madden territories. Because even in Madden, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, especially where they were in the field. Even in Madden, that's kind of crazy. But you got Patrick Mahomes, so, hey. <laughs> Fuck it and chuck it. <laughs> Over to the Lions defense. Secondary held its own, but I'm not going to lie. If they didn't hold their own against the raw receivers that they were going against, they got more problems than him. I need to see more, but it looked good so far. Brian Branch really, like, had no business, though, being in the second round. I don't know what these scouts were looking at, but when I watched the tape, I saw the best safety in the draft. I, I, don't, I don't know what anybody else saw, but in his first game, he played well. He had 38 cover snaps, four targets, only allowed two receptions for seven yards, had a pass deflection, and a pick six. Bro got injured. It wasn't it wasn't too anything too crazy, just dealing with some cramps, but he'll be alright. It'll be back game two. I, I I don't I don't get the why people were just bashing the Lions draft off cuff. Like when I saw the draft, they got my favorite running back, my favorite safety, and my favorite tight end. I was like, bro, this is an A-plus draft. I saw I saw people calling it a C minus D minus F, and they got Hendon Hooker. Like <laughs> y'all gotta get it together. But but the D line was causing problems. They were pretty undisciplined at times. They were they were pretty undisciplined at times. But they were letting Mahomes just run all over. I mean it's it's Mahomes. He's gonna do Mahomes things. I'm not gonna hold him too much. But D line looks solid. Lions defense as a whole. I don't know how dominant they will be. But they're all still pretty young, still trying to gel. So I think they'll develop over the season. I think they'll be a top 16 defense. Not anything too crazy, but I think they'll be solid. And like I said, their pass rush, it was a little weak. Can't even cap. But, I mean, Mahomes makes majority of pass rushes look weak. Beginning of the game, the offensive tackle was getting off the snap early. So can't blame Aiden Hutchinson for not getting too much pressure. But, again, once they switched him to the inside to get him on the guard, he looked a lot more dominant. Onto this Lions offense, though. I've been, I've been meaning to talk about this there were some things going on in this Lions offense that yeah they, they look they look solid for a good portion of the game a lot of people are a lot of people are you know praising them but I don't know man like Dan Campbell you listen Dan, Dan Campbell I mess with you I like you I want to see you stay in Detroit I feel like you fit that city of Detroit to a T I feel like your coaching style and Detroit just go together like mashed potatoes and gravy, like yams and macaroni and cheese. Don't, 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 don't fight me on that last one because I know a lot of people don't like yams with their macaroni and cheese. But I'm gonna stand ten toes on that. I'm gonna put my yams right next to my macaroni and cheese. I know Thanksgiving coming up. I'm gonna put it right next to each other while they touching. Yes. <laughs>
said it. That's how Dan Campbell and Detroit Lions go together. Because he bring that dog to it. That's just like that Jamal Williams interview. It's all a dog in here. I miss Jamal Williams on the Lions. I ain't even a Lions fan, but I feel like Jamal Williams just an interesting player. We ain't talking about Jamal Williams right now. We talking about DeAndre Swift and Jameer Gibbs. Dan Campbell, you got to pay for these crimes. Because I'm sick of it. How are you going to... Listen, I do expect Jameer Gibbs to get a lot more work going forward into the season. But the Lions organization picked Jameer Gibbs with a top 12 pick. And you telling me, bro couldn't even get 10 carries in his first game? He couldn't get double-digit touches? He could... He, it was mind-boggling. Y'all didn't even treat DeAndre Swift as bad in his first... Like, people are like, oh, he's a rookie. He's a, like, He doesn't need to get that much of a workload. They spent the second-round pick on DeAndre Swift. And DeAndre Swift in his first game wasn't even treated this bad. Like, he was treated pretty bad. But, like, Jameer Gibbs, it, it, was, it was literally mind-boggling to watch. Like, I get it. Maybe he wasn't part of the game plan. But after the first drive, after the first few drives, after the first quarter... Game plan out the window. You 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 matching what they doing. You gotta make adjustments. And the adjustments that should have been made <laughs> was Jameer Gibbs standing on the field. How do you watch Jameer Gibbs break off three tackles, fight for some yards, be shifty, be be everything that you drafted him to be? Be like you. Oh yeah, you you showing out on the field. Yeah, yeah, you looking nice. You looking nice. Hey, step off the field real quick, bro. We need to get David in for for runs up the middle for three yards. I know, I know, I know, I know. I said David Montgomery had a good, but listen. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs can be a beautiful one-two combo. But that's not going to happen given David Montgomery 21 carries and Jameer Gibbs 7. It got to be a good even split. You got to give a little bit of thunder and a little bit of lightning. Because if you got all thunder, where the lightning coming from? Like, you can't just have majority thunder, some lightning. You got to have a good mix of both. That's what makes a star. (laughs) That's what makes a star. Like, David Montgomery looks solid. He should and will have a prominent role in his offense all season long. But how do you mismanage a talent like DeAndre Swift and say, nah, we kicking him out the curb. This guy ain't for us. He can't stay healthy, yada, yada. We're done with him. We're done with him. But you know what? You know what? We're bringing in this guy who plays just like him. You watch the film, you like, oh, that's, that's DeAndre Swift. But he can stay healthier? He's bigger, he's faster, he breaks more tackles. And you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? He ain't even going to see the field. Like, what? What sense does that make? (laughs) I I don't get it. Game two, game two, I swear. If Jameer Gibbs is treated like a -A Make-A-Wish Foundation kid who just got on the the field just for fun, you better not do it again. You better not do it again. Please. I don't even own Jameer Gibbs in that many fantasy leagues. I couldn't get him. But I love the talent. Like, B- I mess with Bijan. Bijan's probably going to be offensive rookie of the year. But Jameer Gibbs is... How you let this happen? Listen, it's game one. It's week one. I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm brush this under the rug. Act, we act, go act like it's never happened. All right? All right? But listen, Dan... Dan, I'm looking at you now, all right? I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you a little funny. See, the DeAndre Swift one, it left a little stank in my nose. But Jameer Gibbs, listen, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me can't get fooled again. Jared Goff started off a little shaky, but he looks solid. I'm not even going to cap. Jared Goff looked cool. 
he made some big time clutch throws and he didn't have much to work with receiving wise but he made the best of it he got the job done he won the football game that's all you need on Sundays it may not look the prettiest but as long as you get that dub you feeling good you feeling great move on to the next week get the game plan ready get your hair right get your mind right get your body right you're gonna be good Jared Goff looked just like how he did last year like yeah it wasn't his best game but he he looked good he looked good Amon Ross St. Brown with nuclear first half I thought he was in for like a 100 yard 120 yard game 10 catches you know sun god shit but like the Lions just like kind of forgot that they had him on their roster in the second half I think he got left I think he got left in the locker room you know because they really just like said oh yeah David Montgomery time (laughs) yeah literally second half they just said David Montgomery that's all you Amon Ra, we seen what you set. You set the you set the tempo. You set everything in the first half, and now it's up to David Montgomery to finish it. Like what? You got one of the top wide receivers in the league. Keep feeding him. This this is another thing. Dan, I'm looking at you. Hey, listen, I get it. Sam Laporta was hooping. I mess with Sam. I'm not gonna lie. If he on the, I'm not gonna say if he's on the waivers. Dynasty, he's taken. Regular, regular, regular Degla Schmegla. He's on the waiver. Go pick up Sam Laporta. Go, listen, don't even wait to see Sunday. You can you can adjust the waiver price just before you forget about it. I know you got some scrub that's going to be on your team, on your bench, even if you got a free bench spot. You either got a free bench spot or you got a scrub that you can drop. Go pick up Sam Laporta. Easy as that. <laughs> pick up Sam Laporta. But how do you have a premier wide receiver and forget that you have him on your team? Like, you went into halftime making adjustments, and then there was no adjustment made to get Amon Ross St. Brown the ball. Play calling was a bit suspect, and it could really end up hurting him if the OC doesn't make the right adjustments late in the season. Like I, like I said, it's week one. We're going to let it slide. We're going to let it slide. But Sun God and Jameer Gibbs need to get a lot more work going into the season. And what I was talking about earlier, you know, this, this one, mind-boggling to me. Lions. Why was the only wide receiver addition that you made all offseason Marvin Jones? Like I said, he's too old for this shit. Like, people are talking about, oh, Kadarius Tony had a bad game, blah, blah, blah. Man, did y'all see Marvin Jones play football? Marvin Jones used to be a good wide receiver. I could even say in one season, he was a great wide receiver. But he's too old for this shit. Like, listen, <laughs> listen, he a good veteran presence, but Marvin Jones had no business being out there he's 33 years old listen i get it there's other 33 years old wide receivers but like he looked like he was too old for this shit i like i'm gonna keep saying it because they need some help they need some milk they need some mike evans am i the only one who wants that like i don't want to see mike evans on the giants no 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 even though brian dable i'm sure he would do some great things bring him over bring him over amon Ra, sun god mike evans Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. That's going to be a great offense. Make it happen. Make it happen. But that's all we have for this one, folks. Thank you for stopping by. And if you enjoyed, please leave a like, comment. And any football questions you have, whether it be fantasy football, real football, anything in between, don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification button so you can always be on top of our videos. Most importantly, stay safe and spread love. Class dismissed. All right, kid, here's the deal. 
At any given time, there are around 1,500 aliens on the planet, most of them right here in Manhattan. And most of them are decent enough. They're just trying to make a living. Cab drivers. Uh, not as many as you'd think. Humans, for the most part, don't have a clue. They don't want one or need one either. They're happy. They think they have a good bead on things. Well, why, why the big secret? People are smart. They can handle it. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that people were alone on this planet. Imagine what you know.